Hi, friends. Thanks for joining me. I'm Jen Danter, your podcast host today. I'm a chef, food writer, recipe creator, cheese addict, and lover of all things food. On the menu today, we have got two pasta sauces. Both are tomato-based, but one's a workhorse, and the other, let's just call it a show pony. They both fit seamlessly into your kitchen routine and truly shine when paired with the right recipe. They are gloriously, saucily delicious, very easy to make, and they put the ooh, yum in your noodles. What the fuck? Is the difference between our new rosé sauce and classic marinara sauce. Round one. Here's my elevator pitch for each sauce. Marinara is your all-purpose classic. It's the Audrey Hepburn of pasta sauces, really, because the blend creates a simple sauce made with robust flavors of garlic, there's mixed herbs, definitely a lot of oregano. This sauce adores spaghetti and meatballs. I mean, really, marinara just wants to be generously tossed with any noodle, and it also doubles as an excellent pizza sauce. Or use it as a dipping sauce, a healthier, lower-sugar, lower-sodium alternative to ketchup. Yeah, that's right. Give your chicken fingers a healthier dunk starting now. And then there's rosé sauce. Epicure's newest product was just launched a few weeks ago. Rosé is way more upscale. It's the Scarlett Johansson of the sauce world. We're talking voluptuous bombshell. Rosé sauce combines tomatoes with cream. Technically, in our case, we're using milk, but I'm not going to mince words here. Rosé is a lighter, paler in color than traditional tomato sauce. It's got all the tang, but is rounded out with subtly sweet notes of basil and enriched with Parmesan cheese. In fact, it's the cheese in the blend that acts as a binder and helps build that richness and that thick texture. Rosé is a sauce that's at-home entertaining, and it loves, loves, loves those special nights. And remember, a special night can be a salute to Wednesday's hump day. You know, a celebration of just making it through to midweek. Now let's deep dive into flavors and texture. Nitty gritty. Never underestimate texture. It contributes to the overall flavor and experience of the whole meal, right? A sauce can be thin, thick, cheesy, chunky. So when you're picking a recipe, you want to ensure you have the right consistency of sauce for your noodles. Marinara sauce. Well, what am I thinking here? Two words immediately spring to mind. Herby and garlicky. Top note of oregano, but there's these great supporting roles played by parsley, onion, marjoram, basil, black pepper. There's nuggets of sweet red bell pepper in there, plus a hint of fennel seed. Texturally, it makes a looser sauce. It's not uber thick like some of those pureed tomato sauces. You're going to see some big chunks of tomatoes and lots of flecks of all that herby goodness. Now, rosé sauce balances sweet basil notes, still with that tangy, vibrant tomato flavor we love. You're going to find mild garlic undertones and that Parmesan cheese that just brings that velvety, luxurious smoothness to the sauce. Rosé is thicker than marinara. And why is it thick? Okay, well, there's all that cheese in the blend that we talked about, and I want to let you know that it's a heavy layer of Parmesan and some cheddar. Why cheddar? Well, we're brilliant. This combo just forms that velvetiness, and it really adds a luxness to the sauce that you just don't get from Parmesan alone. And as I said, I'm a cheese addict. 
We're all about cheese. Well, I am. Anyways, what I want you to know is this is a sauce that texturally clings to the noodles, but without drowning them. So it's kind of saucy, but not overly saucy. Anyways, here's a takeaway. You want to choose rosé sauce when you crave something smooth and creamy and a little bit more deluxe. You want that thick texture that wraps your noodles in a tight, flavorful embrace. It's a kind of sauce that doesn't just coat, but lovingly embraces each and every strand, noodle, whatever you're going to coat it with. Give zesty marinara sauce a twirl when you want a thinner sauce. I'm not going to say this is like a skinny, watery sauce, but there are chunky bits in it that kind of float in the sauce. It's one that that lightly coats, you know, I might even say caress those noodles, leaving siren pools of sauce on the plate that calls for a hearty mop-up session with some garlic bread. I know you know what I'm talking about here. Now, as per Epicure, when I look at the ingredient list on both products, all I see are whole real ingredients. And they're both gluten-free, nut-free, and halal certified. So the dry blend for rosé sauce mix is made with cheddar cheese, parmesan cheese, onion, tomato, garlic, cornstarch, tomato powder. God, I love that ingredient. It's so bright and tangy. There's some sea salt in there. We talked about the basil and the black pepper. The marinara sauce mix, the official ingredient list is there's basil, black pepper, fennel seed, garlic, marjoram, onion, oregano, parsley, red bell pepper. I might be repeating myself here, but I just These ingredients are so delicious. On top of being gluten-free, nut-free, and halal, marinara sauce mix is also non-GMO project verified. It's kosher, it's sodium-free, and it's vegan. So the takeaway here, yep, they're both tomato-based sauces, rosé is creamy and cheesy, and marinara is more herby and tangy. Both have really short ingredient lists. There's no junk here, just pure goodness. Which... Goodness is a good segue into talking about the on-pack recipes, because both are raw ready in 20 minutes or less, and my PSA here is, before you start the sauce, get a pot of water on the stove to boil for your noodles. While the sauce is simmering or you're prepping for the sauce, let's get those noodles cooking. The goal is to have everything coming together at the same time. And don't melt down if your pasta is ready before the sauce is finished. You're just going to drain the noodles. Always be sure to reserve a little of the pasta cooking water, just in case. You never know when you need to thin something out. And that pasta cooking water has a lot of flavor in it. And please never rinse noodles under cold water. You are just washing off the starch in them, and that actually helps. The starch actually helps the sauce cling to the noodles. So please stop doing this. But if you do, we can still be friends. Aww. Let's make rosé sauce. I love that you only need two ingredients for this. Grab the saucepan, not the one you already have the noodles started in, obviously. You want to combine the rosé sauce mix with one and a half cups milk. We're using milk, not cream. You know, choose it. You can use dairy or or plant-based. Go for it. Whisk that with some tomato paste. You're going to bring that to a boil over medium-high heat. Whisk constantly so it gets really mixed up in there, you know? Mixed up like me. Okay, reduce heat to to low, simmer until the sauce is thick, real time, we're looking at three minutes. But there's another option. You can make it in the nuker. Choose a four cup microwavable bowl. Sometimes I just like to use a round steamer. 
whisk the sauce mix with the milk and the tomato paste. And hey, by the way, when I use a steamer, I grab a silicone coated whisk. It's just better than using metal tools with the silicone. Anyways, you're gonna microwave that whole thing uncovered on high until the sauce is thick. About 45 minutes, and I'm gonna whisk halfway through cooking. Toss with noodles, so easy. Marinara sauce is equally as easy. It just calls for different ingredients. And again, you just need two things here. This is what you're gonna do. Simmer one can each of diced tomatoes and crushed ones. We're talking those 28 ounce, uh, 796 mil cans. We're gonna bring out the big guns. Simmer with three tablespoons marinara sauce mix for 15 minutes, toss with the noodles. This is easy prep. And you can tell from the ingredients that they make different amounts of sauce. So let's talk yields now. In a sense, we're kind of comparing apples to oranges here because marinara sauce mix is a jarred product while the rosé sauce mix is a meal solution and that one is sold as a pack of three. So when you follow the on-pack recipe for rosé, you're going to get two cups of sauce from one sachet, aka meal solution. The intent here is to make a speedy meal. This is a one and done type of product. Marinara, on the other hand, it makes loads of sauce. When you follow the recipe on the label, you're gonna get six cups of sauce in one recipe. And I love that this makes enough, well, for me, for one night of pasta, and I have a little leftovers that I can freeze or use throughout the week in something else. And for the record, one whole jar of marinara sauce mix makes 24, yes, 24 cups of pasta sauce in total. Big batchers, you're gonna lose your mind over this. Okay, have I done a good job illustrating the differences between the two sauces? Give me an if you're on board. <laughs> I can't resist sound effects, I am so sorry. I hope you like them. Okay, refocusing. Besides tossing with noodles, I want to talk about some fun ways to use the sauces because as I said, they're going to react differently and shine in different applications. My wish is to tempt you to stock your pantry with both, obviously. Rosé. What I love about it is it's great with seafood. That luxe creaminess of the sauce is a make no mistake, it's a delight with shrimp, lobster, or any seafood fish combo you can think of. And it is ripe for a splash of vodka when cooking. I want to pause here and take us on a side trip. Talk about penne alla vodka. That's a pretty famous dish. And of course, there's a fun recipe on Epicure.com called shrimp alla vodka. It's a riff on Gigi Hadid's famous spicy vodka pasta. Basically, these are all versions of classic penne alla vodka that you find everywhere. So, the origin of alla vodka kind of is a mystery. You know, some are going to argue it's Italian. Most people say it's rooted in Italian-American cuisine, probably in the 80s, during those decadent times. And then there's a claim that vodka makers might have tried to pass it off as Italian. Sounds like the history here is a bit tangled, but we can agree that the flavors are unmistakable. This dish is a brilliant mashup of creaminess accentuated by the sharp kick from the vodka and this crushed red pepper. That's the classic version. I like Epicure's version. Well, because we add shrimp. And instead of the spicy red pepper, there's a twist of lemon dilly dip mix. That, in my opinion, kind of makes it even more intriguing. And it plays well with all those shrimpies in there, too. Okay, here's the intriguing part. Does the vodka truly contribute to the sauce? 
All the alcohol simmers away? Is it just a clever ploy by vodka manufacturers to sell more spirits? Well, I did some digging. Yeah. Thank you, brilliant cookbook author Harold McGee. I learned that cooking with a small percentage of alcohol, and we're talking about a concentration of 1% or less. In real terms, that's about a quarter cup vodka per one cup sauce. It has a chemical reaction that heightens the flavors in the tomatoes, brings out the sweetness, and creates aromatic flavor. It adds a touch of heat and a sharpness that balances the overall creaminess. I love ala vodka, and rosé sauce mix fuels my food addiction for it. I will always choose a sauce when I'm in the mood for gnocchi. I feel like it's the right texture for all those doughy pillows. Find the recipe for rosé gnocchi with Italian meat sauce on epicure.com. Super yum, and it starts with a package of store-bought gnocchi. There is no shame in the packaged gnocchi game. Embrace the convenience. If I have a little leftover sauce kicking around, which, you know, usually happens when I'm just cooking for me, I'll use it up to make English muffin pizzas. Recipe online. I love it. I kind of twist it up a bit. It's a toaster-oven meal for me. I slather toasty halves, you know, with warm sauce. I top with bits and bobs, leftover cooked stuff like veggies, sometimes meatballs, and of course, lots of grated cheese. And then I toast until crispy and all melty. It is a non-guilty pleasure. Whew, that's a mouthful. Marinara sauce. Now, this is one that can really go the distance. It is a workhorse, not a show pony. And especially, I like it as a workhorse because it's going to make a big batch. So I choose this sauce when I want to make things like lasagna. For lasagna, I sometimes puree the sauce first just so it's less chunky and blends into a thicker, more uniform texture. Marinara sauce is perfect for the base of a fast bolognese. Here, what you want to do is brown one pound of ground beef, you know, mix it up, go half pound each ground beef, ground pork. That's usually how I roll. And then add one can each of the diced and crushed tomatoes. Simmer for 15 minutes, add a little bit of red wine or broth, and you've got a really beautiful bolognese sauce. Marinara sauce on its own is a great finishing sauce for things like chicken or eggplant parmigiana, and it doubles as that dipping sauce like I talked about for chicken fingers and even pizza crusts. All right, last thing I want to touch on today are some value adds. Firstly, one package of Epicure's rosé sauce mix can generously coat six cups of cooked pasta, which will serve up to about eight people, all for just 88 cents Canadian. That's about 75 cents American. Now, if we compare this to a popular alternative, like Knorr's Parma Rosa pasta sauce mix, that was fun to say, which also requires mixing with milk and they call for a little bit of butter, you find that the Knorr's single pack only makes one and a half cups of sauce, which they say is enough for three main servings. So that's kind of weird and wacky. Price-wise, Knorr just sells individual packs, about $3.29. Epicure offers a three pack for $13.95 Canadian about $12.95 US, so that breaks down to three, about $3.83 per pack. I think that's my math. I think that's good. Anyways, it's just worth noting that in my opinion, when we talk about value, sometimes something that costs a little bit more is worth it. Superiority quality often comes with a higher price tag. And what distinguishes Epicure is not just the cost, but also the ingredients and flavor. Epicure's rosé sauce mix is guaranteed gluten-free with no artificial colors or flavors. So if you're celiac or you just want to avoid gluten, you can pair the sauce with your choice of gluten-free noodles. Win-win. On the other hand, Norse sauce is made with wheat flour 
and may have walnuts. Now, that's an unexpected twist, hidden two allergies in just one package. And when it comes to sodium content, Epicure's sauce is a winner with 160 milligrams per one quarter cup sauce per serving. Nor sits at 180 milligrams. That's nearly 12% more sodium. Well, these numbers, excuse me, while these numbers, they don't seem drastic or dramatic, let's consider it a gentle reminder that reducing sodium intake, it's always a positive step. And as you build your meal with noodles or additional ingredients, you know, like chicken, the shrimpies we talked about, seafood, you know, or even just veggies, veggies all naturally contain some sodium. What I'm saying is these amounts can accumulate. I kind of think like it's similar to a credit card bill. You know, during the month, you're only spending a little here and there. But at the end, that total can be surprisingly high. I'm thinking post-Christmas debt here. Anyways, I'm digressing. So that probably means it's time to wrap up. I want to thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe buttons on your preferred podcast platform. And if I've made you hungry in a good way, please take a moment and leave a good review. Or drop me a line at foodpodcast at epicure.com. And doing that, let me know if you want to be a guest. Let's get chatty. Otherwise, let's stay connected on Epicure Fan on Facebook or Epicure Official on the Gram. Now, get out there and be saucy as hell, everybody. And be sure to join us next time on Flavor is My Favorite F Word. Bye!